to Connell Tribune, Thursday, 2nd of May, 2019. One of life's special moments as the Tiger returns. It was the evening of all evenings, after a morning struggling round Galway Bay and the wind just managing to break 30 points in the monthly medal. Bogies, powers and birdies, less of the latter, it has to be said. Then into the 19th for a few aperitifs. On the big screen, he's on the prowl, the big cat, the Sunday red polo top barely stretched on an athletic body, finely toned, which had suffered in recent times. He strolled defiantly as the massive crowds followed his every move. Not yet in the lead, but he hovered menacingly. His mere presence sent shivers down the spine of the pretenders to his throne. That they would stumble and disintegrate as the even wore on was no slight to their great talent. Molinari and others are great golfers among the world's elite, but that day they faced a force of nature, something they hadn't to contend with for a decade. The Tiger was back. It was magical stuff. The game of golf in the past 30 years has claimed to dizzy heights on the world sporting scene. Once the preserve of the elite in society, it has a presence now which places it alongside football as the world game. The great golf tours in Europe and America attract massive crowds, 24-hour publicity, wall-to-wall satellite coverage and huge earnings for the players. The biggest spin-off that millions of ordinary players have taken up the game of old Tom Morris. Nowhere more so than here in Ireland, where it is played by over 150,000 golf club members and many more in societies and casual players. It's the game of the working class now, indeed every class, in Ireland much more so than some countries like Germany and Malta, amongst others, were still a bit elitist. There are 420 golf clubs in Ireland, 19 alone in Donegal, countless golf societies based in pubs around the country, the Muckish Ramblers and Dunfany, a fine example of a group of golfers who toured Donegal, Derry, Tyrone and Sligo for years, bringing new courses to the reach of ordinary golfers. Nora's Bar and Kilmacrens, a new society which is bringing golf to old and many new golfers in an area not known for golf. These societies help to expand the game and also let many golfers play who are not necessarily members of a golf club. There are also pitch and putt clubs around the country which also bring new golfers into the game. It's all part of the modern era. Every young person interested in sports is their heroes. These almost superhuman superstars attract young people to sport in the first place. Wall-to-wall sky sports brings the giants of football, boxing, rugby, athletics, swimming, GEA and golf to our living rooms. 55-inch screens and surround sound almost give the feeling of being in the stadium or the golf course. Tiger Roll won in the Grand National for the second year in a row. Little Messi destroying Man U. Muhammad Ali, the greatest. Ben O'Driscoll's Grand Slams. Kip Kino at the Olympics. Mark Spitz, seven gold medals. Peter Canavan doing a Messi to Kerry. And of course, the Tiger, the greatest sportsman on the planet in the modern era. A phenomenon, 14 majors, 80 titles, the Red Gansey on a Masters Sunday as he horns down the prey, a genius of an uncomparable quality, a man of impeccable tastes and fine women, although while a man of incredible stamina, he still wouldn't be in the George Best League for bed and Miss World.
Apologies to the PC Brigade, but I couldn't resist a little moment of facetious reflection on another great of our time. That master's Sunday afternoon, I settled back to watch the back nine at Augusta. The magnolias were in full bloom. The patrons were in their front row seats around the best greens. The leaderboard was jam-packed with the best golfers in the world. And looming in focus was one Eldrick Tiger Woods. It had been a decade since he was in this position. The greatest sportsman on the planet since Ali. The best boxer of all time and the best golfer of all time. That's subjective and we all have our opinions, but I think you can gauge greatness when you watch someone in a sport you have no interest in. I never had any interest in boxing since childhood friend Freddie Holden and I joined the local boxing club aged 10 and the first night he poleaxed me with a right hook ended my boxing career there and then. But at the same time Cassius Clay did the same to Sonny Liston and began the legend of the greatest boxer ever, possibly the greatest sportsman ever, world champion and morphed into Muhammad Ali. He strode the boxing rings of the world with panache and style. The Louisville lip not only boxed but talked his way through it. I am the greatest. It was fascinating stuff. With this black guy converted to Islam, refusing to fight in Vietnam, I have no problem with those wee Vietnamese. They all fell in his wake. Henry Cooper, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, the thriller in Manila, the rumble in the jungle. What we were witnessing then was a freak of nature a genius of the sporting world. Tiger Woods is made in the same mould. I watched fascinated with interest. Rory the Great White Hope was gone, as was Laurie, Mickelson, Poulter, Spieth. All had fallen by the wayside, leaving the top of the leader table, showing relatively new names, searching for the green jacket. Finu, Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kopka and Molinari leading the way. He was exemplary, hadn't a bogey for 50 holes, was a 54-hole leader at un- 13 under. Coolness personified, he racked up the powers and birdies and was in cruise control until at the 12th he found water. Not a complete disaster, but when he found it again a few holes later at the 15th, implosion loomed. What happened to the guy who led for three days? He was calmness personified, but as those of us who are fascinated by the machinations of the game of golf are well aware, one bad shot can throw you, can cast doubts in your mind. As you reach the business end of the 18 holes, all your little idiosyncrasies come into play. In your mind, you're saying to yourself, stay calm, steady, just another few holes. Outwardly, you're showing signs of being human after all. The ball in the lake or the trees, the rushed putt four yards by the hole, or worse, the short putt which as we know will never find the bottom of the cup. Nerves set in and the end lurking in the woods nearby. The roars of the crowds tell you the tiger's doing something special. In the midst of the manicured gladiolius lies the genius that is tiger and he's coming to get you. He's not everybody's cup of tea. The PC brigade would find criticism where none exists. But in Tiger's case, they have plenty of ammunition. Life's a journey we all travel through. It has its ups and downs, never plain sailing. As we get older, we understand that. When you're younger, it's hard to fathom. When you're a superstar footballer, golfer or whatever, there is pressure that us ordinary mortals would find difficult to comprehend. 
Their lives appear idyllic. The iconic sports star, the trophy blonde wife, the mansion in Beverly Hills, or the Cotswolds. Unlimited flight finances, they live a life which all can inspire to, but few ever gain access to. That's the way it is, but the reality of that sort of lifestyle is that they are ordinary people thrown into an unreal world. That they have the same problems that we do is hard to conceive. But if, as we have seen with Tiger, he's just an ordinary human being with feet of clay. He has suffered as much as any of us. While he has lived the superstar's lifestyle, he has also descended into the gutter. Tiger Woods is probably the greatest sportsman of all time. He's won 81 times in the PGA Tour and 41 times on the European Tour. Five green jackets at the Augusta Masters, three US Opens, three Open Championships in Britain and four PGA titles. It's an absolutely incredible record. Who do we compare him with? Messi, Ali, Michael Jordan, Mark Spitz. These are elite sportsmen. Just as Paul McGinley described them on the Late Late Show last weekend, they achieve greatness which is beyond mere mortals, but they also experience real life lows and no one worse than Tiger. When you're on a pedestal, you're a target for the gossip merchants and every social media crank on the planet. For several years, Tiger gave them so much ammunition it was painful. The PC Brigade might not like it, but when you're a famous footballer or golfer, you lead a certain lifestyle. Wherever you go, you attract these attention seekers who live for the thrills that been seen with an extrovert star gives. Everywhere a footballer or golfer, you're sure to find a blonde on his arm. They surround them like bees to honey. Every blonde looks like a Miss World, and they become cannon fodder for the players. There's bars in every city and the women know where to go to meet the players. Just pop into certain pubs in Dublin after a rugby international or Edinburgh, London or Cardiff. That's the way of the world that Tiger found himself in and let's say he didn't shy away from it. Girls surrounded him everywhere he went and he didn't disappoint. It led to the breakup of his marriage when Ellen battered him over the head with an iron iron. We all think these superstars are different but in reality they're just the same as we are. Tiger never recovered from the breakup of his marriage and not been with his children. He was a dad and his children were his life. Suddenly everything was gone and so was his golf game. He also went through serious medical problems, four back surgeries which threatened his future in the game. Plus he had problems with a demon drink, drugs, driving offences and the breakdown of his marriage, eventual divorce. Tiger's life was a shambles. He tried comebacks but it dropped from number one to absolutely nowhere in the world rankings. It appeared we had seen the last of Tiger Woods. Greatness is bestowed on the very few. Joe Louis, old Tom Morris, Pele, Rafael Nadal, Jack Nicholas, Messi, Schumacher, Maradona, Rod Laver, Tom Brady, Mike Tyson, Johan Cruyff, Usain Bolt, Ali, Ben Hogan, Babe Ruth, Georgie Best, these gods of sport were generally young working-class kids who climbed out of the gutter to become international superstars. Their lives became our lives as we lived through them. Georgie Best chipping the ball out of Gordon Banks' hands to score. Banks himself saving from Pelé. Rod Laver winning Wimbledon. Maradona beating half the English team to score in the World Cup. Cruyff twisting, bolt sprinting, Schumacher driving, Ali shuffling. 
Our lives are enriched by watching the genius of the few. It's mind-blowing stuff. And so it was, as Tiger walked down the last few holes at Augusta, the opposition began to fall off the radar. The crowds were in awe as he reeled them in. On the 16th, where he had the wonderful chip many years previously, he hit an eight iron which found the green and rolled down to about four feet and then sank the putt. The crowd went crazy and there wasn't a dry eye in the house as he sealed the Masters with a bogey five and 18. The tiger was back. He punched the air and the crowd joined in with him. Fellow players crowded round the green to witness the special moment. He embraced his caddy and then made a beeline towards his kids, Charlie and Sam, and his mother who had to suffer the pain of her son's downfall. Now she hugged and kissed him and the tears rolled down their faces. In fact, they rolled down the faces of sports fans the world over. This is one of those special moments in time, the day the Tiger returned.